0: I found acceptance while I was in India itself. I never cared about people accepting me. It was me, myself, who had to accept myself.
1: Hello and welcome to Rational Misfit by Shilka. Empowered by fearless Whisper. Hi, this is your life coach and your host, Shilka. And in this podcast, we talk about the square pegs in the round holes the ones who could never fit in. They created their life, their way. And if you are one such misfit too, you are going to love these stories. And today we have with us Megha Mukim, who is a software engineer at SurveyMonkey. And that's just her day job. She does much more than this. She is also a instructor in, uh, is it yoga or is it a particular form it, of exercise? It is.
0: Um, no, I'm certified Bolly X instructor, which is mainly uh, Bollywood inspired dance fitness. Oh, wow. Workout. <laughs> I'm and already I,
1: interested.
0: <laughs> and I also do um, like kids Bollywood dancing classes.
1: Perfect. So you heard it from Mega herself. She is doing so much and being so much in her own place in Canada right now she belongs to India from Kolkata from the same place where I mm-hmm. am and <laughs> she has made her mark she has made her place in Canada and I, we are so 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 proud of you Megha. Uh, you. coming to the podcast how does it feel we generally talk directly about uh, what does rational misfit mean to you and uh, you know how does how has it shown up in your life Sure.
0: Um, So basically, um, for me, misfit is really not a concept in my head. It's more about what people think. It's according to them, I'm a misfit. But according to myself, I am not. Um, So it's just everyone's uh, every individual's opinion and everyone has their own opinion. Right. So according to someone, I belong and according to someone else, I don't. Um, But that has really never shaped my thoughts or my motivation um, towards living um, like a happy life. Uh, Yes, there were moments where I was um, like let down. I was uh, like not in the best state of mind, but uh, I guess it's all about what people think uh, is a misfit. It's not really um a general thing that anyone or everyone can use
1: absolutely is it because of the vitilgo which because of which people used to think this way or there are other reasons why you felt that? no
0: it's it's basically that so what i realized over the years of my life is um even as a teenager um that anywhere i would step in and i would go people will always be ready with advices and suggestions. Oh, you should take her to that doctor. Oh, you should get her treated like this. Oh, you should uh, get her treated there. And I never understood why would someone be so interested in like my life? Sometimes it's not just sometimes many, many times there have been strangers just walk up to me. Oh, why don't you use this cosmetic to cover it? Like, why should I like, You have a problem with me, don't look at me. I don't have a problem with myself, right? Mm. So that's the idea that it's been been a journey, of course. You obviously evolve and start understanding a lot of things as you grow up. But um, for me, this was never something that held me back.
1: Perfect. So uh, one thing that I want to understand for our listeners to know you and understand you better... Uh, what is this condition of vitiligo, right? It is, uh, I, I do not want to give it labels or anything. So I will speak less and I would want you to help us understand that what happens and, you know, it's from what I understand, it's just skin, right? Exactly. Yes. I don't know why so, it has to be something. And yeah. I just understand it's skin color, right?
0: Exactly. So, yeah. So basically vitiligo is like an autoimmune disease, um, it's it's non communicable, like it doesn't. It's non contagious, and um, it of course does not really affect the person who has it uh, physically. It does not cause much of a trouble to the person, except for when you're out in sun or water for a very very long time. It's then when your skin starts to get irritated, um, and your skin is a little more sensitive like the white parts, okay. um, it's basically that your own body cells start attacking um, your cells, thinking that they are foreign cells. And these cells are the ones that produce the melanin in your body, which gives us this color, brown color. Okay. So basically, so that is going away from my body gradually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that uh, you like we start seeing the brown color going away. Hmm. And the white skin comes up because those parts, my uh, melanin producing cells are just dead. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, How does it affect you? Like you said, few of the things are the sun exposure uh, feels irritating. What are the other things? Uh,
0: It's it's basically just nothing. It's if I have to talk about just physical aspect of it, it is just uh, long exposure to sun or water that's when it would become like really red and it would start burning a little. But otherwise, I can just use a sunscreen, a good sunscreen and you're good to go. It it has never caused me any trouble as such.
1: So what I understand is, you don't have a significant trouble out of that, but it seems like everybody else has. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. And to be very honest, it is more because I realized... This aspect, uh, because I have lived in uh, the States, I've Mm. lived in Canada, and I have lived most of my life in India. Mm. So how I compare it is, you are a girl, right? You have to get married. So you have to look good to be able to get a, you know, a a sensible or an eligible boy to get married to. Mm. So the concern really roots from the idea that, oh, you are a girl, you will not get married, you will stay at your parents' house. Mm. So that's where most of the people's concerns stem out from. Mm. And Mm. when I moved out of India for my higher studies and then work, and then I settled um, with my husband now Mm. uh, in Canada. So I realized that people there also suffer through this. Hmm. people actually have it and people have walked up to me to actually show their skin and tell me oh I also have vitiligo but because their body already has such less uh, melanin Hmm. it's it's not even visible that they actually have Hmm. vitiligo because they're already so white that you cannot tell Hmm. that they have this condition Hmm. and sometimes people have actually just come up to me and said that oh why don't you attempt modeling because there they try to include you they try to make it you know that you are inclusive you are not someone who like is just something standing out
1: that is so beautiful I literally had goosebumps (laughs) mega Look, trust me I, (laughs) I do have goosebumps right now that is so beautiful right it is it is and like
0: that those experiences made me realize that what kind of mentality, I already was aware, of course, because I went through it here. Mm. But then slowly, I realized that, you know, this, this thing just comes from the idea of getting a girl married and finding a guy, they never think if a guy has this, they're not so concerned, because, you know, our male dominant society how the it is responsibility
1: right? of beauty is always on the, the girl women.
0: Right? right you have to be fair you have to be slim you have to be this you have to be that so those are the conventions that the whole Indian mentality revolves around we
1: were just talking about to Achila in our previous episode and we were talking about the same thing how she suffered because she was not Slim according to the society's standards. I don't know why a child needs to be slim, though. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I can just just think of a child being a child and a woman being a woman and a man being a man and everybody else being whoever they are. But um, I think, yes, this is something that stems a lot from the Indian ideology of getting a girl married where a girl has to... All the deities, all the human Indian deities are also good looking, beautiful, slim with curves and always like that. And the good thing, Mega, is that change is coming and we have uh, people coming up with, uh, coming up with dt's who are not fair not slim slim yeah. even that yeah. is happening but yeah we have a long way to go but it's so it's... amazing to see that there are cultures who yep. work with inclusion yes
0: they do and it's it's really it really affects how you start thinking how you start looking at yourself um like Imagine how you would feel if every other day when you were out, man, about doing things in public or you are outside of the market. And one or the other time, someone just comes up and tells you, Oh, why don't you try this treatment? Why don't you try that medication? And trust me, most of my childhood went in just getting medications, doctors, this and that. And the whole idea, which I understood a little later in my life, that Why my mom did all that for me was Mm -hmm. because like, she didn't want me to feel left out. She wanted me to feel the part of everyone. And she never wanted me to feel that, oh, I have something that I cannot do certain things. On the other hand, my dad was always like, it is what it is. He is a very straightforward and a very practical person. So most of my motivation to do things in life and not be afraid and Mm -hmm. being basically being fearless hmm. is comes from my dad right? mm-hmm. what he taught me he always talked straight and the truth mm-hmm. he never made up he never sugar coated things for me so he, he accepted, always was yes
1: reality for yeah, what
0: yeah and he never never ever asked me that you should do this medication you should go to that doctor it was always my mom because moms think from a different perspective and he now he that i he am a mom acceptance. Now be- that I am a new mom, mm-hmm. I, I totally relate to how my mom used to feel. So yes. there there is something that that makes moms and dads different.
1: Mom do not want their kids to be hurt. Yeah, so they exactly. Want that whatever, however they can protect yeah. them, they try to exactly. And dads, and dads are, are more make... like,
0: okay, be strong and uh, go do, face do. it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Go face it. Go out in the world. Do your thing.
1: Perfect. And but I think that if you didn't have that combination. Uh, yep. You know the learnings, the self-acceptance journey that you have taken mm-hmm. would have been. You wouldn't have taken it, and today yep. you, we wouldn't have been talking and discussing about this.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: exactly. Also, one more thing, Megha just reminds me of a person in my extended family. Uh, she was like what 2021 20, when she started developing white spots on her foot. Mm-hmm. And there was just one white spot. She was not even twenty twenty one. I think she was 17, 18 when she started developing mm-hmm. those uh, spots. Just one spot. And uh, her mother thought that what if she develops vitiligo? And because of that, she rushed her into a marriage in a remote village, which was not anywhere close to where she was living. She was in Kolkata in a good city. She was an aspiring woman. Just because of one spot, white spot, she was married off to a remote village to somebody who was like way, way, you know, older than her. And her life ultimately got, you know, she didn't, she didn't get what she wanted out of her life. Of course, Obviously yeah. she got other things and she has found her happiness, but she yeah. really struggled to find her happiness for a really, really long time. So for
0: that's, all these, that's women,
1: sad, Right. It is, it is very, very sad. And uh, how do I say this? She's somebody who's close to me. And I feel that disappointment, that frustration in her, though she didn't even develop that, uh, you know, that skin didn't even yeah. grow further. So it was not even something that was of concern, but the mentality grew, right? The mentality, the mindset still remained, right? Yeah. So for all those people, you found acceptance in Canada, in the States, right? But for mm-hmm. Indians or every other dark skinned person who's developing this condition and it shows up as something different on their face, on their entire being, right? Mm-hmm. And it ex- affects their emotional state. Mm-hmm. They Not everybody can leave their place and go, right? That's right, yeah. For okay. them, what advice would you have or What can you say to them so that they don't suffer with themselves emotionally? Sure. So
0: like when it comes to acceptance, it should not be about what people think or what people want from you or what people think you should be like. It should not be about anyone else except for you. I found acceptance while I was in India itself. I never cared about people accepting me. It was me myself who had to accept myself. It, because who is going to be with me in my life? None of those uncles or aunties or, you know, any of the other so-called some of the cousins that, you know, think that you have to be a certain way. They're not going to be there throughout your life. They are not. And some stranger to you and talking to you about your skin condition, they don't even matter after that minute. Like they should not even matter in that instance for for most part, but even then, think about it. I found acceptance for my like my acceptance came because of how I was brought up and how I was taught to face things. Um, and sometimes you should just start. I think one advice I would give to anyone, whether it's vitiligo, whether it's their body shape, structure, whatever they think it is that makes them non-conventional according to the Indian ideology or
1: hmm.
0: what ideas revolve around here is that just just don't care about people. Hmm. bowling, We always think about this because it's the peer pressure that we live in. And just don't don't think about it because none of those people are going to matter in years in the coming years and they don't even really care about you. Just think about people who really care about you as a person would never ever think about it except for as I said my mom because while I was growing up she wanted me to be a part of everything and not feel left out but for most part after I was at a certain age she also didn't care about it because I I started making my own choices. I am not going to take any medication. I'm not going to go through any treatment. That's my choice now. I am not going to do it. I am. It is what it is. That's it. So anyone, anyone out there who has any sort of thought that I don't belong, believe me, you belong. And people who think you don't belong, they don't belong. They're not supposed (laughs) to belong in your life, honestly speaking. Just, Just rule them out and just don't care. I, I would love to use certain words, but just, just don't care. It's just that, you know, I've talked about like how people have come up to me and said, oh, you're beautiful, you should consider modeling. And, you know, I also have vitiligo and this and that. But there is one dark side to it. I was very lucky to be brought up in India. Why? Because here as kids, we don't care about how you look. At least when I was growing up, the kids mm. didn't care. I don't know about the kids today. (laughs) So they never cared. But once what happened to me was I was visiting Canada and one mother actually walked up to me in the mall and told me that, are you doing any treatment? Are you undergoing any treatment? I was like, no, I've stopped it. And she was like, my son has this and he's terrified to go to school. And the son son was just like, what, seven or eight years old. He's terrified to go to school because bullying is very, very, very common in the Western culture with the kids. Okay. Whether it's younger kids, it's teenagers. So I would say if the if the adults are much more accepting there, the kids and the teens are not so. Most of the times kids get bullied, and whether you are dark, you are brown, you have you are fat, you have you know, braces or things like that. I have seen, I have heard things about how kids are, like what kids go through. So, you know, it it all depends on situations and how things are. And one thing, just one thing I would like, anyone who is listening to this, if anyone comes up to you, or even if a kid comes up to you and asks you, oh, what is this? If it's vitiligo or some skin condition, don't be afraid to talk about it the kids should learn, the kids should know that this is nothing to be afraid of. And it is something that if you try to make them understand at that young age, they will be more accepting as they grow up.
1: These are the diversities. These are the different kind of people who are beautiful as they are. And all that needs is a lot of acceptance and a lot of talks and a lot of knowledge from the elders, so that kids don't go through it. And for me, it, it just pains my heart that a kid has to go through something like that. Exactly. It,
0: it's terrifying. And I was lucky enough to have the friends I have in my life. I, I cannot be grateful enough for the friends I have. I had de- I had them then, I have them today, and I am sure I'll have them forever. Yeah,
1: And I'm sure they have come after like a lot of filtering because I'm sure they would yeah. have been friends. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Yes. Whom you definitely. have just left
1: back saying then exactly. yes. you are not going to get it anytime. <laughs> so you can stay where you are.
0: Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> choose people wisely and choose
1: people who accept you as you are. And this is how the rationals stand out if you want to stand out too and need a little help, why don't you reach out to me on www.fearlesswhisper.net, find me at whisper on Instagram or find shilka agarwal on LinkedIn or Facebook. Stay connected while I bring to you another amazing inspiring story of another rational misfit.